You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Geek Card Check. My name is Chris. I'm Tyler. And I'm Kate. And And this week we've got a... Um, yeah, we are. We're all back. Hey, Tyler. I'm back. Welcome Hi. back. Hi, Tyler. Guys, it's been so long. It has been way too long. There's but something you've really had some... different about you, though. Like, yeah, you're, I don't you're know. glowing. It's like you're... Am I glowing? Is that what it is? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, it's right up here. <laughs> Guys. Yeah. yeah. And, and like you look like you're twice as much yourself now. There's, somehow. there's more of me. I'm not sure what that now. is. It's, uh, you're, yeah. you're, your better half is somewhere else, though. She we is. Only have, we have yes. the worse half. Yeah, you guys. Uh, you guys all met Clarice. Was it three weeks ago? Four weeks ago? I, I can't even remember. Back on the Bill yeah. and Ted adventure. Back. At, yeah, yes. when we talked about Bill and Ted. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, I'm married, guys. This is great. This is good times. I've been gone Yay! on my honeymoon. Congratulations. So, which of you is That's Bill? Amazing. Which of you is Ted? Just curious. Oh, I'm 100 percent Ted. It's okay. Yeah, let's be honest. Fair. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Rock on. Yeah, you can well, it's see. good to have you back. Thank it's you. Good to have you back. I'm guys. I'm psyched. I, it's been. I was like, we were talking today about you know the schedule for the week. And I was like, oh, I've got the podcast tonight, and just like, oh, it's been it's been so long since I've just sat and talked about about this, and and I feel like there's a there's a weight off me now. Though you know the wedding's over and stuff, and yeah. we're ready to move forward. It's it's great. I'm psyched. It's gonna be awesome. Rock on, man. Well, we're glad to have you back. We've, you know, we've suffered along over the last couple of weeks, uh, had a, some really great episodes. And if you missed those episodes, I would recommend you go back, especially our Pontypool episode, I'm guys. I haven't listened to Pontypool yet because Clarice hasn't seen it. But uh, yeah, so once we once she's seen it, we're going to listen to it together. And I'm excited to hear what you guys both thought. Absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm excited about all of that. I'm excited about talking about what we're our main topic is for tonight. However, before we get there, I wanted to at least acknowledge Tyler and I and Kate all kind of started things off with Star Trek, mm-hmm. specifically Star Trek Discovery. And season three, season three, yes, yep. of Discovery is currently airing. It just started a couple of weeks ago. We want to acknowledge we know it's there and we know we haven't talked about it yet, but we are going to. Yep. We're going to have that probably next week for our check-in. So Tyler and I will give our initial thoughts. We're not going to go in-depth. I have a feeling we'll probably want to do like a mid-season um, kind of debrief kind of like on it. Hard. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. If, if I, I think we definitely want to do that. But anyway, just let everybody know, Discovery is coming. Yep. We know it's there. Yep. I'm watching it, and I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, so let's go ahead and, and move in the then. End of lower decks. I don't know about you guys. I finished lower decks. Oh, did you? Oh, guys, guys. Do you need a moment? Is it worth? Is it worth it? Is it worth? I, I haven't. I haven't. I I've watched like four episodes. I, I, I loved it since since it started, and I I will say the last episode of lower decks just blew my Killed mind. It. it was so good. It was so good. Awesome. All it's right. Well, yeah. Then Peter's we can talk favorite about Star Trek uh, show right now. So it's... if that tells you anything. And, and I, I love Discovery. It's my favorite of the of the three new Star Trek series. Yep. And I love Discovery, but it's, yeah. Wow. This Anything's also fun. better than the garbage that was Picard, so we're fine. Anyway, let's talk yeah. about not Picard. So, wow. Yeah. Taking out the trash. So, Kate... Kate is our uh, our native. Well, she's she's been referred to as the Valkyrie of knowledge. <laughs> Something that that Chris came up with on the spot just uh, on just today. my own. Yeah, it just it spoke to me. Yeah, it came to me. And mm. uh, no yeah, one else just, has ever called her that. Yeah, no, ever. never. And so, 
Um, because of that, because she he, she's recommended many times that we begin to read short stories, novellas. Yes. Um, and a few months ago, she recommended three or four of them and asked us what we should read. And we chose one, and we're going to talk about that one tonight. Kate... What are we reading? Why are we reading? What is going on? I thought we were only going to be talking <laughs> about we movies and TV stuff. shows. I, I thought yeah, I only I, needed to commit two hours why, of my time. <laughs> why am I working so hard? What is happening? Short answer, there's yeah. so much great stuff in geekdom that you're yes. missing if you're only watching. Hmm. True. But I'll expand on that. I'll expand I feel on that. judged. I feel judged. <laughs> well, it's working. Oh, wait. Uh, um, <clears throat> sorry. No, librarians don't judge. Um, <laughs> well, not out loud. We all, we all judge, but it's not out loud. Yeah. So when I pitched um, this new segment, which we're calling Short Wins, and the name comes from we're reading short uh, works, so novellas uh, and short stories. Um, this is just going to be the first in however many we decide we want to do um but uh so it's short for that and wins because we are picking titles that are award-winning that uh and it's not just that they're award-winning i mean that's like a great reason to read something but it's also stories that we have read and went there's a lot of people who don't know these exist and they're Mm -hmm. really good and we want to put them in your hands and go hey this is something you want to read. It's it's going to be worth your time. And because it's short, if you're not much of a reader or you have a really busy life, there's room for science fiction in this form yeah. too, not just in viewing form. And that's not to diss viewing. I love my movies. I love my TV. But books add their own dimension to sci-fi geekdom. And I can't wait to introduce you to our title that we're discussing today, which is Binti by Nettie Okorafor. And um, when I pitched this idea to the guys, I you know listed a few different title uh, recommendations, but I was secretly hoping this was the one that we would start with. Oh, yeah. Because it is both unique and different than everything else that we have done. And one of the fun things about doing a podcast with you guys is I love talking about... Um, I love exploring new places. It's the undiscovered countries, if you will, of what we have not already done, what is not as well known, but I think this is going to be well known. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. I can't remember if it's Hulu or who is that, who's picked up Binti. Yeah, Binti has been picked up mm-hmm. for television and is in oh, development. Wow. So yeah. if you read so, Binti now, you are ready for the TV show when yeah. it comes. So what you're telling me is, is that I could have just waited, is basically <laughs> what you're saying. No, that is oh, not oh, true. Oh, and. If you remember from a couple weeks ago when Tyler was off getting hitched and Chris and I were talking about the difference between books and films, that they are different art forms. They yeah, bring yeah. you different yeah. things that are great. They don't have to be the same thing, but that means, Chris, I still got you to read Binti, and I'm very happy about that. You, yes, you <laughs> did it. You did it. I'm here. So anyway, um, as I said, we're reading uh, Binti by Nadia Korafor, or rather we have read it, and we are here today to discuss it, um, to talk about the book. If you don't like spoilers, please pause the pod now and go grab it. It's available on audio. I think, Chris, you listened to it as an audio I version. And yeah, how on would Audible. You- it is It is a fantastic, It and almost immediately I felt like I was immersed in this world. The, yes. the narrator is excellent. Robin um, Miles. 
Yeah, it, it, she's she does a fantastic job. I had no idea what I was jumping into, and immediately I felt like I was someplace else. Uh, mm. It was it was it was very well done. I I recommend it if if you're not going to be reading it, listening to it is probably the next best thing, and it is very well performed. Awesome. It is also available as an ebook. It's available as a print book. There's actually um, so you can get. It's actually the first book in a trilogy that is completed, and. Mm. Uh, so you can get each book individually. There's also a uh, trilogy edition yeah. that came out last year. I waited till this year when it came out in paperback to get the trilogy edition, which actually comes with an extra short story that takes place in between the first and second story. So um, I regret not buying that. I was just at a bookstore in Seattle uh, for part of our honeymoon, and and we we were you know kind of doing a tour of of uh, bookstores and. Uh, saw that one. I was like, ah, I already have the ebook, uh, but I, I really, I really wish I had bought the the trilogy altogether, especially for that that other story. But well, you sorry. still can. I, oh, I know. I just wish I, <laughs> I, I wish I had you know supported my independent bookstore while doing that. I mean, I did. We bought something there, but but just I wish I had taken okay. a good opportunity. But that's okay. Well, before we get into the specifics of the story itself, if you're still kind of on the edge of, I don't know, I'm not sure. I'd like to hear how you guys, what you guys think about, um, about the story and what your general impressions are before we get into spoilery details. And I'm going to start with Chris because while he's just sort of given us an idea of the audiobook narration, he actually was reading this for the first time, whereas for both Tyler and I, this was a reread. So it's a slightly different experience. So Chris, tell us, uh, how was Binti for you? Yeah, I had literally no idea what this was about, where it was set who the main character was going to be. Binti, I wasn't sure if it was a male or a female, and obviously instantly knew that it was a female by the author. And I was, I, 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 I did not realize it. This, this took, um, because it's a novella, it's got to get moving pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, the one, like, I guess what I'd say criticism of the, of the book for me is, is that it, the transitions felt too abrupt mm-hmm. in, in some bits. Um, but the actual uh, moment-to-moment um, uh, actions were amazing, and and I I, I was I was immediately drawn in. Uh, I think the the world itself is uh, fascinating. Um, the I guess what I would say the the feeling that you know sometimes world building sometimes. Um, a novel, especially science fiction, feels fake mm-hmm. because um, kind of like if you've ever played a video game, like you realize that like you're on rails and like if you were to vin- venture too far over to the right, you know, the, the game designer didn't actually it didn't build anything over there. You know what I mean? So you yes. can't go over there. I feel like the author has built all of that. Like even though it never is even mentioned, I still felt as though this world was fully focused and formed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found it very interesting and, and different. Um, the, the, the main conceit, um, the, the ideas being, uh, played with and, and talked about in this, in this book are very, um, very familiar and let, and yet, uh, approached differently than I, what I had have seen in, in other, similar stories, I guess is what I would say specifically because of the culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't realize that, that this was based on an actual tribe. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know that that was the case. And so I thought that they were kind of making things up and, you know, no, this is, this is, this is kind Our of based on, 
yeah, I had no idea any of this was 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 a real thing. So I found that very fascinating that the the world felt bigger than even the story um, kind of focused in on. Tyler, what about you? I I agree. I like I with a, with a lot of what, what Chris just said. I think it's it is a story. What, okay, what I remember about it um, when I when I sat down once again was it it's disorienting. Um, at first, you're kind of actually not yeah, sure exactly true. what's going on, but I, but I don't, and I don't mean that actually as a criticism. I mean it as, as really, it's it's such a fully realized world on her part that, uh, that you, that it takes you a minute and you're bewildered for a second. Um, you have to pick up on her shorthand. Yes. like she already has shorthand, mm-hmm. and you just gotta, you gotta, Go you gotta it. catch up. Yes, you gotta catch up. Uh, but then once you do, like there's there's a there's kind of a, I don't know what you call it, like a. a, a I don't know, a climax or, or, or something like that where you're just, you're at that, that peak and you, you are like, uh, okay, I got it. I got it now. And then you're, then it's kind of downhill in the best way. And you're, and you're flying with it. I, I really loved, I really loved, um, this, this novella. And now I have not read, um, the, the rest of the trilogy. So I don't know how it, really? how it all, no, I haven't. And, and so I'm, oh. I'm going to use this maybe as an opportunity oh. to push forward. Yeah, um, should. yeah, but I, I really loved, um, I love the aesthetic of it. I love the whole, um, the whole idea of it. And in fact, it's, it's one of those, this is not my first foray into Afrofuturism, but it's, it's probably my most memorable one. Um, and, and I'm interested in, in pressing onwards. So yeah, I, I really, um, it's such an intriguing premise and I'm, I'm excited to see how they adapt it. And I'm excited to, yeah, excited to dig into it. Cool. Um, so this was a reread, but whenever I first, uh, picked up Binti. Uh, so my day job as a librarian is to choose what books go into the library's collection for people to check out, which means I have to make myself familiar with a wide range of things well beyond personal interests, but it's great fun if you actually find things that are really interesting that you can dig deeper into and get to know better. And so at the time I found Binti, um, I had been doing a lot of fantasy reading, was just starting to switch back to doing more science fiction reading, but I was just burned out on, from fantasy, the, um, the European, uh, faux European Middle Ages version of telling fantasies. And I was really looking for something different. And I discovered Afrofuturism because of reading Octavia Butler. So I thought, okay, well, maybe if I can find something along that vein. And I guess I should pause and say, if you don't know what Afrofuturism is, it is, um, it's both... A genre but bigger than a genre in science fiction and fantasy um, that specifically centers in the storytelling the experience the black experience but in the future um, so um, and it is a of, response like you just said it's a response to the the you know medieval yes. European centered you know version of, uh, right, of a lot of fantasy. because yeah there's this sense that it are only do only European um, Uh, descendants exist in future stories no all of us who exist in this world have futures and authors begin to really address well okay what are the futures of people from black cultures look like because it was being largely ignored and so um octavia butler's uh samuel delaney there there are a number of authors from uh the 70s but even coming forward that really started to address that what does this future look like and Binti's kind of a next-gen outgrowth of that. 
But for me, it was also just, I was bored with so much of the same, and I really wanted to expand my geekdom into new and interesting ways. And long-time listeners of the pod might notice, I like pitching and pushing titles and things that are a bit different than what we've done, because I like the fact that geek is such a big, broad thing, and there's so much to love and to celebrate, and it doesn't always have to be the same 10 popular things that mainstream culture is doing, because geekdom, for a long time, was not a part of mainstream culture. And so um, this was like another way to not just celebrate that, but actually go, all right, I'm curious. What is there? It's the same thing that the same curiosity that's the final frontier. You you go to those places you haven't been and you give them a try and you see who's there and what they're doing. And so for me, that's sort of where Finding Binti started and uh, part of what made me so delighted with it because it wasn't more of the same, but it was also familiar in these universal ways, coming of age story and that sort of thing. And in the reread, I've been reading it with my uh, husband, and it's his first time through the series. And we're actually, we continued on past the first book after we finished it for the pod, and uh, we're now in the final book of the series. And he was a little disappointed that I had to pod tonight. He's like, all right, well, tomorrow night we'll finish the book then. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) So so anyway, all of that to say that uh, if you are looking for something that... um, does different and curious things uh, with interesting people, and it's really well written. Please give Binti a try. Okay, that's mm. my pitch for Binti. <laughs> so we are yeah, officially no. walking into spoiler land. <laughs> well, and, and yes. really quickly, can we uh, um, uh, read the summary really quick from just oh, so people yes. are uh, aware? Tyler, would I can, you? Sure, I've got it up. This is the summary from Goodreads. Uh, this might be the same as the back of the book. I'm not sure, but this is from Goodreads. Her name is Binti, and she is the first of the Himba people ever to be offered a place at Umza University, the finest institution of higher learning in the galaxy. But to accept the offer will mean giving up her place in her, in her family to travel between the stars among strangers who do not share her ways or respect her customs. Uh, knowledge comes at a cost, one that Binti is willing to pay, but her journey will not be easy. The world she seeks to enter has long warred with the Medusa, an alien race that has become the stuff of nightmares. Umza University has wronged the Medusa, and Binti's stellar travel will, f- will bring her within their deadly reach. Um, and so, and then, you know, kind of, it's not really spoilers, but they do, uh, they do get within her deadly reach, or their deadly reach, and, and the, the Medusa attack, and she's kind of having to deal with, um, to deal with, like, kind of a coming, like you said, coming of age, coming of heroism, mm-hmm. uh, f- like, learning that her tribe uh and some of her customs which are which are certainly looked down upon because they're you know quote-unquote primitive uh are actually and they're not that's just the and, and, then, and exactly that's yeah they're, they're looked I, yeah. down upon as that but yeah but they're actually not it, it's 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 cool it was it's such a it's such a good uh yeah it's such a good a good bit of storytelling and those kind of connections of like hey we look down on on these people groups because they don't live the way we do, but actually they might have things to offer. It's, it's cool. It's, it's really good stuff. Mm. So, yeah. So if that sounds intriguing, I will say it should a sound intriguing and B, if it does sound intriguing, you should go buy it. It's like two bucks on the Kindle store. Uh, and I'm sure you can find a, a, another copy at your library. If your libraries are starting to open back up, but it's, it's worth, it's worth getting spend the $2 go get that one. <clears throat> Thank you for wagging your finger at the viewers. They couldn't see you, but hopefully they, they, they felt that out there. They know they're missing something. That's okay. right. Right. So um, to start with, let's just talk about Binti and her journey. And this is spoiler land, so you can go wherever you want to. Yeah. Um, tell me how you, uh, Chris, both as someone new to the book, but also as a father of daughters, how did you 
uh, approach Binti's journey? What did you take away from that? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, she's running away from her family, right? And um, obviously is trying to embrace the opportunity that she's been given. I think the the summary that you read, Tyler, gives most of that away. But, you know, she's she's essentially deciding to, you know, put fate in her hands. As and a she math genius. Ultimately, mm-hmm. Yes, she's very smart. And she's the, kind of the smartest of the smart, right? I mean, her... her her tribe, I guess, is that what is, is the right word for it? Her her Let's neighborhood, call them her community, or her, or her people, community. yeah, yeah, or her family. Her, yeah. They are known for building the best. What are they called? Astrolabes. Yes. Um, which I, I kind of saw that as like the futuristic, like cell phones or tablets. Is that correct? Would that kind of be? That's what I. Yeah, because you can video call with it. You can, you know, do uh, all kinds of complex activities if you're a science person or doing it for work. It's like your personal, it's your personal computer. And apparently she has built um, the best one ever. Uh, Like she's designed one specifically for her, right? That's all like inlaid with gold and, and all of this. And so she's very smart. She's the first of of her of her people to be invited to go to this planet university this number one um, university in the galaxy in the galaxy yeah yep yeah yeah very 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 it's all very how do i say this um relatable like it it, it yes it's about it uses planet. tropes we know yes about. yeah yeah, I know, but what I mean more is like it is. While it's a it's a story about the galaxy, it's also kind of it could it, this this story could have been told at any period. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. this is it, it's, it's a not call a, to adventure in a way. Yeah, right. Well, it's exactly, even Harry Potter. Exactly. She gets the summoned to a to the the best university sort of a thing, the best school. It's great, it, it, and I don't, and none of that is a criticism. Is it, it, it? She makes it incredibly. Um, incredibly relatable for us, the reader, to, to just walk in and and even which is funny because we 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 both said at the beginning it's actually difficult to get into at the very and beginning, but she does I, a good I, job of getting us there. I think it's difficult most of the time. Yeah. If I'm being fully honest with you, it's if if the story, if the A to B, like the the, it's a kid who's getting to go to a a very prestigious school and along the way they get hijacked mm-hmm. and she ends up being able to broker a piece mm-hmm. between but see all that you i understand but the the layer of the science fiction on top is very dense <laughs> like i i had a, a vast majority of especially the other um the other piece of technology what is it called the the thing hey, the uh, that yes uh, 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 is that how you pronounce it? The Aden, Aden? yeah, the EDA, EDAN, right? Yeah, Aden. Adon, I think is how she. Yeah. Pro- I don't. I can't oh, remember. Anyway, well, you she, listened to it too, so yeah, it's you might yeah. Have gotten- so I, I had a hard time still understanding what that was mm-hmm. exactly when, when she went. Maybe you guys can help me. Went from it being the thing that allowed her to communicate to she dropped it at, at some point, and now she still can, and the stinger somehow gave her the power which grew her hair into <laughs> so tentacles. We have two so separate like objects here. We have the astrolabe that she is yes. like the, the iPhone of the future. Let's call it that. Yes. Um, and then we have the Adan, which was mostly a good luck charm that 
she found when she was wandering in the desert when she wasn't supposed to be there, you know, wandered off from the other kids doing her own thing. And she thought it was just that she'd never been able to figure out how it worked. And going on this journey and meeting the Medusae, who are the aliens who attack her ship, um, it starts actually doing things and responding for the first time ever. So that's new right. to her as well. She didn't know what it was capable of. Um, and it provides a significant uh, plot point, but also character point for her as it helps her. Um, we should also mention within her community, she is a master harmonizer. She, her father is mm -hmm. one as well. And they don't always really explain what that is um, explicitly. It's more by context. And in her case, we're actually watching her become uh, go, go from a scared girl who has an opportunity, who does the scary thing of leaving home, through a transformation process by the time she actually finally mm -hmm. gets to university, uh, where um, um, she learns that she can harmonize with people who want to kill each other. Right. Yeah, I understand all that. But what I didn't understand is, is that the Adon... Mm -hmm becomes a part of her right like it 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 grows this this uh blue no so um, it emits this light like thing um but it's not actually a part of her the stinger is actually part of the medusae and whenever they pierce her most people it kills them but for her the adan actually keeps her alive and protects her but but okay so so maybe i'm wrong but so she i thought it was connected to her like she couldn't let it go and then she gets in to meet the chief and the chief says you need to drop that. Otherwise people won't, won't think. And so it hurts her. Like it literally separates from her and then she lets it go. It falls to the ground and then she gets stung. Right. Yeah. She gets stung that after wrong? that. Yes. Um, so my question is, is that mm -hmm. was the Adon the thing that allowed her to telepathically communicate? That's what I understood. Yes. Yeah. Uh, her yeah. holding on to it was initially fear because she discovered that it could hurt say uh, because there was the one where it actually wilted mm -hmm. part of it and so for her yeah. she saw that as her protection and that's why she was fiercely holding on to it without realizing that it was actually going to do more for her which it does in that scene right but when she lets it go mm -hmm. she gets stung and then but she can still hear them and that's because he injected her and mutated her correct correct okay before that it was yeah, her that... protection and he was requiring her to become vulnerable to them and to give up her protection the only thing that could right. hurt them and then he transformed her but without her permission right yes yes, yes. okay good i want to make sure i because that that scene specifically the scene with the chief mm -hmm. specifically was very difficult for me to understand mm -hmm. um and I get it. And, and, and again, like it's one of these things that I, I like the story. I do just wish that it had some more time to breathe mm -hmm. um, because it does. There are moments. There, there are two moments in particular, that moment with the chief uh -huh. and the moment before that when she's in the um, the dining hall and the actual uh, inciting incident mm -hmm. occurs where the Meduse bust in and just uh kill everybody yeah Bl blood yes. going everywhere it reminded me of all the, stuff. the like alien the chest burster almost it's just so yes. gory and yeah it's, yes it's a good scene it's it's a yeah it's an intense scene. was well, describing like her, the warm blood yeah. she can you know all that kind of stuff and and the food is still it's very very it's, it's crazy yeah it is yes yeah absolutely absolutely but that scene is still very difficult for me to understand because the way it was it just seems so sudden and of course it's supposed to be because mm -hmm. it is sudden but I just there there's those kind of like moments where I was just like whoa whoa what uh, it just felt very 
it, it, it turned its corners quickly. Disorienting. That's a very good word for it. Yeah, there are several moments of disorientation, which, again, that is what she's feeling, and I understand mm-hmm. that. But as the reader, it took me a second to, because she's disoriented, I'm disoriented, but I'm also not quite sure like this you know what the setting is what 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 the the pieces are going on but again i i i thoroughly enjoyed the story it just was like you said disorienting at times so that was a point of confusion for you um are there any other points that really stood out as favorite moments um favorite moments um i i would have said the 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 the, the initial attack actually i really liked that one yes yeah that that well that it was it was it was stunning it was you know horrifying it was quick i i did i definitely peaked you know i definitely peaked my you know my attention at that at that point um i i really actually quite enjoyed um them like busting down her her uh door trying to get in the the initial realization that she could hear them mm-hmm. was very like wait what she's able to because again like the way that she describes these creatures is the they're like jellyfish right they've they're yeah. they've got domes up top and then they've got these tentacles that come down um, and they just seemed very animalistic not quite uh, not very smart those kinds of things or, or if they if they weren't if they're smart, they're just not, they don't, they, they just go on instinct. I think yeah. she even says at some point, they're just very just violent. Um, and and so um, it was just very interesting the way that the writer was able to get across. It was almost like she was tuning in on a radio to their frequency. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, that was very, very cool to be able to hear her have that conversation back and forth. Very kind of freaky, a little bit scary that she suddenly is able to hear the the creature the 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 bad guys quote unquote on the other end of the uh, end of the wall and it's busting down trying to get in and suddenly she's talking with them and can hear what their conversation she's she's listening in on their conversations and they're like wait what are you doing get out of here you're not supposed to hear what we're saying uh, it was it was very very cool I like that moment uh, very very much what about you Tyler what did you think of the book and what like works and does not work for you. The thing that the thing that I I, I think works works really well it, it, as kind of a metaphor, and I think I think this may be spoiling where you were gonna go, but but uh, I, what I love about the book is is that it works as kind of a metaphor for appropriation or cultural appropriation, and as well as mm-hmm. multi as well as multiculturalism. We've got this this you know this girl who is is headed to the you know the greatest university in the in the galaxy kind of a thing, um, and and it's both there's both positive and negatives by the way of that of that multiculturalism she's now the word i'm i'm kind of dancing around saying is is cuz i'm going to mispronounce it, is ojise did you guys get a pronunciation ojise is how it is oh ojise ojise okay um, <laughs> this is is the way that they say it in the book no that's good ochise. and and i i was like i just realized i was like oh i've only read this i have not said this word uh yeah so yes, um, yeah. which and I had, you know, I had to look it up because it's just not in my context at all. Um, it's it's the clay, and you've I've seen this in pictures, but I didn't know what it was or what to call it. But it's it's um, like a clay that's that's uh, what that is covering um, hair and face of of uh, uh, her people in in Africa. Specifically, her, her, the women. Specifically, the women. Okay, the that, women I don't wear. Think I, 
because I don't think um, I recognize that in particular. With uh, with women wearing nochizi, it's both um, a protectant for their skin and a moisturizer, but it also there's a cultural sense of they're naked without it, and so oh, it's okay. very important. It's, oh, that's actually it's explored made a bit more in the later, in the later ones. ones. Yep. And it's because it, it, again, that would be even that shorthand that we were talking about where there's no context for us. You know, if I if I didn't know, if I didn't look it up, I wouldn't I wouldn't know anything um, about mm-hmm. it. So I, I really I, I can, it's one of those things I was like, I, I appreciate that I had to go look this up. Right. Um, and it shapes some of the prejudice that she experiences when she first goes yes. to, you know, their version of an airport there where uh, the Kush, mm-hmm. which is uh, different people entirely see her as dirty for it. Yes. Yeah, oh, exactly. And, and um, you know, the the through line of that being something that's so important to her where she uses it to heal the Medusa, uh, the Medusa and then she is um, uh, and then she runs out of it. And again, which means she's as she gets to uh, to oh, the university, Umza, right? Uh, when mm-hmm. she gets to the university, she's she has lost the or she's run out of the Ochise. And so she has to make some more and and then uh I'm, all the names. Uh, Oku it comes back to her and says, "Like, hey, can you use that again on me to heal me?" And and it, I don't know. I, I just like this. I liked the through line of of this where she has to reconcile with this thing that's integral to her culture, but it also turns out to be you know kind of important to the Medusa as well. But also then has to uh, like she has to make it hers i I don't know i I don't have i I think as fully formed thoughts on that other than i really like the the idea that she that she has to retain the importance of you know of of where she comes from where she comes from literally she's literally growing up she's She's realizing yeah she's becoming her her own. own yeah and then has to sort of redefine how it's being used. It, it, I thought that was something that was the most powerful thing to me throughout the yeah. entire um, the entire story. Uh, well, yeah, and re- realizing what's important is it mm-hmm. is it the is it the 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 clay that I'm getting? Yes. Is it the 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 other? Is it the ingredients that matter, yeah. or is it me that matters, right. or mm-hmm. is it what is it? And I don't even think we get an answer for that, do we? Like it 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 not in this book. Just, it, yeah, she just applies it, and it's kind of one of those like left, left till next time on can to be continued yeah. moments. But yeah. I I found that to be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, this is a somewhat abstract concept, but it's uh, borne out with the scenes in the the world building and the events. Uh, one of the things that really connected me to this story is this theme of of uh, insider outsider and identity. Who Binti is. Because she leaves home where she is known. She knows who she is. People know who she is there. And immediately at the spaceport, she mm-hmm. is um, an outsider. She is uh, mocked a little bit. Women mm-hmm. were coming up and touching her hair and, and being you know, rude and awful to her, being prejudiced. And then she uh, arrives on the ship and she's finally meeting other students who are headed to Umza University like she is. And she's the only Himba on board, but they start bonding over their shared uh, uh, understanding and experience of what they're going to be going to do together. And she's starting to finally fit in a little bit. And then, boom, the Medus come and uh, kill everybody on board the ship. And so she's lost these first connections that she's made after leaving home. Yeah. And then the next connection that she makes is this sort of weird forced one with the Medusa where they make her partially one of them 
mm-hmm. uh, whenever they realize there's something different and special about her and what she can do and they decide not to kill her but to literally pierce her with a stinger and then her hair transforms from normal hair to tentacles, tentacles of a sort yeah. functionally that are kind of bluish colored similar to the skin of, of like Okwu. And so now she is visibly even more different than she already was from Mm -hmm. everyone around her. But this is also making her super different from her family, too, because even if she goes back home, she has tentacles for hair now. And so um, when we actually get to the university and the chief is demanding his stinger back and she must negotiate on behalf of them, She's again put in that place in between spaces. She's a very liminal character throughout this book as she's undergoing her transformation. And she's experiencing the pain of not knowing who she is anymore, where she knows where she doesn't fit. She knows the rejection that's coming. And yet even at the very end of the story, she knows she has to call home and say, hey, mom and dad, Uh, even though she knows that this is going to be a shock for them. And so that sort of, transformative experience um is not that different than being a teenager and a young adult whenever you are leaving the world that shaped you and you're venturing out into the world you're trying to decide who you are what you want to do who you want to be but this is like a more extreme version of that yeah yeah um so we talked about world building a bit already but I wanted to dig a little bit deeper into that. And I want to start with that with just saying, I absolutely love it that their spaceship is a space fish named yes. Third Fish. <laughs> yes. And they're like inside this fish with plants growing in it for oxygen. And that's how they go to university. Very crazy. Very crazy. It reminded me, there was a, I can't remember what the, there, there was a show, wasn't it on, um, wasn't the Jim Henson show of the Farscape? Wasn't that it ship was. alive? I knew that sounded familiar to me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That, it reminded me of that. Like mm-hmm. the moment they started describing it, I, I, I started to link that idea to this. Yeah. 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 So are there, are there any other parts of the world building that you just thought were really cool or fun or stood out for you or... That was that was very cool. I liked um, there's like I said before, there's very specific moments like when they were at the very end, not the very end, but when they were sitting down at the table to talk with the professors or the head, Mm -hmm. whatever they were, uh, whether or not they were going to give the stinger back to the chief. Mm -hmm. they, They had that moment where they talked about like how humans just would argue right in front of them. Like they didn't even go to another room and all that. I thought that was very interesting. Like even for a short novel for that, for them to take a moment, I I was wondering what, what that was trying to say. I'm sure there's a, there's a underlying like purpose or reason why that is. Cause I don't, is that a thing that we, is, is that a thing that human humans do? Is that a thing that, white culture like we just argue with one another like I, I was trying to decide what what that was trying to say why why were they arguing in the room it just those kinds of details that moment um and then there was another oh yeah when she first realized i mean it's weird right mm-hmm. that she has tentacles yeah. that yeah, are like very weird like growing out of her instead of it being her hair now and it's a little bit thicker and she can't braid it like yeah she, that all that was very like oh 
this is that was cool. some body horror stuff happening right now. It was kind of kind of nuts. And like you said, it wasn't. She didn't know that was going to be happening. You know what right, I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't even know how she. The book doesn't even say really how she feels about it, except that it was just weird and she just almost kind of like accepted it but i i had to say like if that happened to me i'd be like what is this well Um, some mild spoilers she spends the next book dealing with the ramifications of everything that happens in this book oh good yeah okay that is dealt with that is that is processed yeah yeah it's because it's definitely not here like it's almost like a that's okay well I'll, i'll just i'll just i'm just gonna keep hanging out with my medusa friend oh yeah and that that's it and we they go to the yeah the uh the university the 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 universities the place where those kinds of creatures would live Mm -hmm. and there were not different dorm rooms or whatever they were just hanging out it was like the description of like the different species of alien uh was very because most of the time they're in in science fiction i find it's all like bipedal like it's very star trek (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very Star Trek. They've got weird eyes or no, color faces. Or, you know, yeah, there, there's a blue there's something wrong with their forehead. Bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just something. It, it's a human with you know, it's whatever their added on makeup yeah. is lying around. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. this was very, very different from that. And I, 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 found, I mean, the, the Medus itself that is that is crazy enough. So those are the those are the things that stuck out stuck out to me that I can think of at the moment anyway. Tyler, what about you? Um. Honestly, the, the the big thing is is really what I said. Although that Chris does make me make me think a little bit more. What I did appreciate the that it's it's not in a lot of ways it's not standard. I'm going to hold your hand through this sci-fi, and I and I appreciate that. Where it's it's not yeah. bipedal, you know, bipedal English speaking, you know, stuff like that. The other thing that intrigued me, and it's something I hadn't really thought of until he asked the question, you know, of of you know. Um, them being of them uh, the humans arguing in front of the aliens you know now let's recognize that we are three you know straight white people who are talking about this but um mm-hmm. but it did make me think you know so when i lived overseas for a while uh you always you all you could always spot the americans and it was not just because we were white but you could always you would hear them before you would see them mm-hmm. um they were always they're always louder than than everybody else around you and that doesn't mean that like the like Indonesians are just all quiet. It's just that that the Americans were always very loud, uh, and and that was different than the Canadians. The Canadians were not as loud as the Americans. So it just makes me think, like you know, how I don't have something too profound to say other than uh, cultures, how cultures perceive other cultures is always very very interesting, mm-hmm. um, and and that's so there must be there must be a commentary in there. That I guess that's my point. It, there must be a commentary just, that I just don't completely it, see. But it felt real. Sure, if nothing exactly. else. It, it, felt, it, it felt real. It felt like a yeah. it felt like a real moment of like this this happened to the author. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there there was a moment in her life where either this happened or she's trying to say something yeah. about it. Like because it felt a little too real for it not to be. But yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was the point. Maybe she's just really great at sucking you in and you're like oh yeah which there doesn't always have to be a hugely deep point to it as much like again no, the organic no, no. feeling of it is is exactly what works um I, i'm super intrigued to read books two and three and to see kind of where where it goes yeah. or novellas two and three i should say mm-hmm. um and four so you said there's a fourth story that goes between one and two so there's three novellas which make yeah. a trilogy and then there's a short story that goes in between one and two that you don't have to have to read two. Okay. But it does fill in more stuff. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. 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 
Yep, I'm intrigued. It, this is yeah, this is great. This this uh, honestly doing this has also uh, just kind of reawakened a little bit my love of short stories because I really love short stories. They're they're nice and bite sized mm-hmm. and in our crazy hectic lives. Like I like Stephen King doorstoppers as much as the next guy, but <laughs> but uh, yeah. and I'm I'm in the middle of reading Insomnia right now by Stephen King, which is you know sticking like 800 pages long. Um, but it was so it's it's nice to get a a bit of a a bite sized. Um, yeah bit of awesome world building and like an amazing sci-fi this is like this is not gene roddenberry's sci-fi you know this is which Mm. which is great and we love star trek but it's nice to get a a very different perspective um sometimes so so a very specific question here because peter and i have sort of gone back and forth on this how did you interpret treeing like what do you think that looks like and what she's doing yeah meditating is what i i i saw it as like a scientific brilliant like almost like um what is it called uh, a beautiful mind mm. moment of just like i'm just going to go into a moment of pure focus is what it seemed like she just really the, her brain she's so smart that what's calming most to her is just this ability to fold numbers mm-hmm. over and over and over and over and over and over and over again um and i found that to be really an interesting thing that I'd not heard any other character mm-hmm. do in, in fiction. Um, th- we do have those, like, you know, when you're in extreme situations, you meditate or you, but that's kind of what I thought is like, she's just very smart. And for her to wait, to kind of calm her down, bring her heart rate down to bring her back into focus. She does complex computational math. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and did you notice not like the number five is everywhere in that story. Mm-hmm. If you start, I was noticing that on the reread, if you start looking for it, it's, huh. it's all no, I did not. Place. But that's interesting. Yeah. Is there? Do you know why? Is there a reason why? Or is it just? I it's think there? it's probably her favorite number. Um, Got it. Yeah. Tyler, what do you think? I. Uh, so honestly, I hadn't. I had not thought about it uh, in particular. Uh, I just actually looked it up to see if that's if that's a thing that's that's right out of uh, just this. It's apparently it's like a. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's it's like yeah, mm-hmm. doing doing, like fractals and stuff in your head as, as a yeah as a meditative technique honestly it's like it's like uh, this is reductive it's it's ultra counting sheep is kind of what it sounds like to me it's like <laughs> uh, it's like really yeah yeah a, a practice to calm oneself to reach a meditative state uh, uh and and particularly female oriented is what and I, this is one article i'm looking at here but but like it seems oh it's as used in binti as a fun activity okay to, to bond with your female friends yeah so uh yeah honestly i hadn't thought about it other than other than as a as a character aspect of of like demonstrating her mathematical prowess but um but yeah it looks like it's it's a thing that people do okay huh. um uh, yeah so i honestly i didn't think about it too much it, it seemed okay. i would agree with chris probably if you pin me down um so i kind of have a big question for you guys now where does Binti fit within science fiction mm. and would you consider this necessary reading as a sci-fi geek? I'll start yes. with Tyler. Okay. Oh, sorry. As I, <laughs> uh, I, I, I really would. And, and like one of the things that, um, like, I don't think that you are an incomplete human without having read it, but I, I think if you, if you <laughs> really want to be, um, to be branching out into, and to, to say, to, to dig into the wider range of sci-fi, um, 
dip your toe outside of your comfort zone at the very minimum for that. It doesn't need, it doesn't mean that you need to like read every single entry into Afrofuturism or, or every single, you know, um, every single branch all the way down of, of sci-fi, but branch out from time to time. Um, and, and this is one that's, gosh, it's how many pages I, I did it on my, my Kindle. So I don't know how many pages it is, but it's super short. It's less than a hundred. Um, it's, it's super short. It's, um, it's bite-sized. It's, it's fascinating. Um, and so I say, yes, I, I think it's this, it's an important growing, uh, subgenre of science fiction that, that is, that deserves exploration. There's some really cool entries in it, uh, that, uh, that I think deserve to be explored. So yeah, I'd, I'd say, um, I say, yeah, if you're, if you are, a, if you're a geek, if you are a sci-fi, uh, a sci-fi lover, dip your toe in this, in this area, or, you know, there's, pl- there's plenty of other people, you know, N.K. Jemison is out there as well. And, and there's, there, would she be Afrofuturism? She's, she's sort of fantasy more than, than that, but I, I that's a whole other conversation because that's her, a whole different thing. Anyway, her overall is also bigger than, than yeah. that. Cause I mean, like just her, how long the black future month short story collection, but uh, that's what made me think of it. Yeah. As yeah. much as her, her other thing. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, yeah. I, Chris, what do you think? Yeah. Branch out. Uh, I think I'm grossly underqualified to answer that question <laughs> because this is my first exposure to it. So mm-hmm. for me, it, it would be kind of like saying like if I had just watched like, I don't know, it, the first science fiction television show or whatever it is, like, is that ne- – well, it's the only one I've watched. So what I would say is is that if you have – if if you're not familiar with this, you call yourself a science fiction fan or you enjoy science fiction i think this is definitely worth exploring um can, can i say for certain that of all in this subgenre this might be the best or the one that is like the geek card check where you know you need this is the one this is the thing that you need to be i'm not sure i know the answer to that mm-hmm. question because i i don't have anything to compare it to i don't have anything to even approach it with but i would say that if you enjoy sci-fi you're gonna like this um it is it, i i didn't mean to think I, I don't mean to say that it's hard to appro- i think it's actually very approachable because the story is very uh normal like we universal. said before like uh, yeah it's universal thank you that's that's the word i'm looking for the, the story itself is universal the characters the setting the 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 culture isn't mm-hmm. uh and that's what makes it kind of fascinating so I can't say for certain that I know. I'll just say this is the way I'll answer that question in a very long-winded way. Um, yeah, if you haven't read much story like this, you should. And this is one that you should start with because I did quite enjoy it. So there it is. That's my that's my answer. Do you think you'll finish the trilogy or do you think you're good? I know you don't do a lot of reading, is so I realize that is a factor. No, well, I, But I do a lot of listening, though. And so I really wish that they would. So here's the problem. It, it's one audible credit for less than two hours yeah. of. Oh, you couldn't of, get the whole of, trilogy as, as one. No, there is no whole trilogy. So Chris, you got your yeah. library card after a previous <laughs> episode of the pod. Yes, I did. And this is available from a lot of libraries, either digitally for a download or in physical copies. So you might check and see if your library system offers it from overdrive. Would be. Uh, totally, yeah. No, and, 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 oh, do, do, do you mean maybe they even have it on audiobook, too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's perhaps. how I got it. 
Yep. Gotcha. Uh, I will I will check into that. Uh, the answer to the question is is I wish it would have been one credit for all three books. Yeah. Uh, totally. Or in the fourth one because I, I I would have already listened to it is the answer to the question. Okay. I just don't know it's worth um, the whatever it is. Twelve dollars. You want more for the to, for your credit? Yeah, yeah. That's the only the, my only sticking point. So yes, the answer is I, I will I will seek it out. I, and I would have all like I said I would have already finished all three of them mm-hmm. yeah. if I had them on my on my Audible app. So yeah. very much understood. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. What about um, you, Kate? Where are you at? Well, um, we talked a little bit about Afrofuturism, which is where this fits within science fiction. But you don't really have to be into that particularly, uh, you know, you don't have to particularly care about Afrofuturism to find something uh, valuable or, or important in this read. I think Chris was nailing it pretty well when he was talking about how it's a familiar story in a very unfamiliar setting. Well, that describes the essence of a lot of science fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the setting is what makes... Uh, telling stories in different spaces so intriguing. It takes what we know and it asks it in a different way in a different place. And that's how we come to understand ourselves and other people in ways we never would have before. And I think that's super valuable. And so um, I would say, if you want to try Afrofuturism, this is a great entry point. If you don't care about that and you're just looking for a short, good read, this totally meets that. Um, and if you say, you know what, I'm in, I want to read more like this, then, or if you, um, if you, uh, read the Black Panther comics and, or, and or saw the movie and really liked those and you're like, Ooh, I want more of that. This is a great direction to go in. So I would say finish the Binti trilogy. If you like this first one, uh, I would also recommend, um, Nadia Korafor did the graphic novel series Shuri, which is, uh, in Black Panther, uh, his sister's character that was the scientist, she wrote uh, that graphic novel series for that. I would also recommend uh, Children of Blood and Bone by Tomi Adeyemi, which I think Tyler has read. I've read that, that one. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's another one in this area. And oh, you cannot go wrong reading Octavia Butler. She has Kindred, which is a and standalone And I've never book. read any Octavia Butler. I would like oh, to. Oh, Tyler, 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 you need to. And some of her stuff's being made into television and film. Yeah. Well, it's going to be next year. Who knows? Because things are delayed now, but they're coming. Mm-hmm. Wild Seed is another good one of hers. And it's listed as number four in the Patternist series, but it's actually a prequel. And not unlike the magician's nephew from Narnia in mm. terms of it's not that early, but it definitely is events before. And we talked about earlier in this season of the pod, the movie um, Fast Color. I talked to you guys about that. That technically is Afrofuturism. Yeah. Right yeah. There. That, it made me think about that when you when you were describing it. Yeah. Yeah, so those are some other places to go if you're not sure about this book and you want to try something else, or if you think this sounds great and you you just want to dive in. These are some really great starting points, uh, and I really, really hope you enjoy this. Um, Before I wrap up, Chris, Tyler, did you have anything else to add? No, I just want to say thank you for expanding my horizons. I, I think I said this before we started recording, but the last three or four episodes have all been pieces of media and content that I was not very familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I've really been enjoying exploring new things. And I hope if you're listening, you're enjoying that too, because genuinely this is an exciting, exciting thing to do is just to kind of try something new. And if you don't like it, 
fine. You, at least you had that experience and you know. But I think I I am I'm thankful and grateful that uh, that Kate you you recommended this and that Tyler recommended this. I, I'm I'm really I'm really having a good time uh, with that. So just say thanks uh, to you guys for for expanding uh, my 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 knowledge base uh, in in this in this world. So you're very welcome. It's good times. Chris. <laughs> yeah. Always, Tyler. Uh, no, I, the same. This is uh, I'm I am. I don't think I have anything more profound to say other than this was, this is a great read. It, it really kind of reignited a bit of a fire of, of digging into that. I, I, I've been so busy and so stressed and, and, you know, I was saying this before, uh, the, uh, before we started recording too, like my brain has all been in, in wedding and, and then, you know, school is starting back up. I'm, I'm teaching and I've got kids in the building this week, uh, starting up again. And so my brain has all been kind of in that kind of a mode and, and it would be nice to, once things settle back down, I can dig into some new things and to, to continue to branch out. So I'm excited to, to push forward. Cool. Well, we'd really love to hear from our listeners. Uh, what did you think about this new show? Do you like it when we discuss books? really hope the answer is yes because i'd like to do this again (laughs) um but tell us what you thought what would you uh liked what you would like to have seen that we maybe didn't cover if you've read the book we want to hear from you about it Uh, and if you have other recommendations even uh we definitely want to hear uh your suggestions you can uh reach us at geek card check on facebook instagram and twitter until next time Five, 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 five.